0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Her Best Dad Ever. I'm Hector. I'm Marque, And we're just two girl dads on a journey trying to be the best fathers we
1: can be to our growing daughters. So these are real, honest conversations of us sharing life, telling stories, and seeking wisdom from girl dads who've been at it for longer than we have. Here's to learning. And here's to growing. Here's to becoming Her Best Dad Ever. If you want to continue
0: following us, find us on social media. Our handle's HerBestDadEver. Ever and you can also find us on our website www.herbestdadever.com
1: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Her Best Dad Ever. Today we're sitting with our friend Ryan Rucker and continuing the conversation of fatherlessness. Come join us.
0: Do you have a desire do you have a desire for your daughters to have a relationship with him like like a um I want to say meaningful relationship, but it, that that kind of paints it the wrong way. Do do do, do you? Do you desire for your daughters to know your biological father? Um, uh, you know, closely. Like, do you, do you desire to have them a close relationship?
2: I don't desire it. It's not okay. something that I'm like. I need, I need them. Um, you know, to, to meet. I, I need to to have that. Um, okay. and, in, and part of me is simply because like he he made that choice when I was a kid to not right. be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, like, I, I'm not going to prevent it, like, if if yeah. we're in the neighborhood um, 3,000 miles away. But, like, if we're, if we're around there, like, I'm not going to shield them and say, like, no, you cannot meet, like, at all. Sure. Um, yeah, at some point, yeah. like, I, I would like that. But if that never happens, I will, I'll be able to rest well understanding the fact that I didn't make that choice. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah totally. So, so, it's certainly not a desire. I think it would be sad, but it would be sad in the way that, you know, lots of parts of life are sad. Um, I didn't necessarily yeah. make that decision for him to leave. I didn't make that decision to not be involved. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I'm at this point, I'm not going to fly 3000 miles away to like make the introduction. But I think yeah. we'll be we'll be back in New York at some point, And, you know, God willing, if it if it lines up and if it works, like, great. Yeah. Like, I know he was, he called me a couple months ago asking me to consider coming to the next family reunion. And I told him, I was like, I mean, that might be a lot. Like, y'all got a lot, of, a lot of people in this side of family. Um, and I, I just don't know if I want to subject my girls to that at such an early age. Mainly, okay. I don't know. and I might be wrong in this. Like, somebody might re- reach out to me and be like, you're wrong. And that's okay. No, not, not um, at all, dude. Yeah, I don't think it's wrong, but I know I've explained it to some people and they're like, well, how could you do that? I'm like, Marque, do you you resonate with that?
1: I do. I was just actually thinking about that. Well, yeah, because you asked the question, like, do you desire it? And I feel like I don't, there's not a desire there. Yeah. But I don't want to shield, not like not have them not have a relationship with their grandfather, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think Ryan's story is a big unique in the fact that, like, he has a stepdad that's the grandfather. So he has that that figure there that fits Mm -hmm. that, that gap for me, there's not, um, there's, yeah, there's just a hole there, you know? Mm. So, but I think what I'm working out, uh, in therapy is the fact that my dad, when he does come around, he has similar traits to what that he does when I was little too, you know, Mm. to, to them as a grandfather, you know? So he'll come around, bring a bunch of gifts and, and then he'll leave for six months then come back and do the same exact thing does he live so, close and that's the thing he does you know mm. like he lives what not even 40 minutes away from me you know and it's just i think that part of it is sad too where i'm like man no like my girls don't deserve that you know yeah. like yeah. like they yeah. deserve a grandfather that is present and that wants to know them like i shouldn't have to call you all the time to have a conversation with, you know so there's those those parts of me that <laughs> i yeah. do act and the, yeah i guess the hurt and the yeah. and the and i think it's a part of a fear is a part of that too because i'm just trying to, my best to protect them from the hurt yeah. that he calls me as a as a young child you know absolutely yeah um absolutely so how do you how
0: do you, do you do you address that Marque with with gabby and savannah like have you talked to them about your dad
1: not really and kay. that's a great question i probably should huh <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, shit, you know, yeah. It's com- I feel it's complicated. like, yeah, no, it's complicated. And I feel like I'm not there yet. Like, like I said, I'm in therapy and stuff and working all that yeah. stuff out. And, but uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I, not I there yet. Yeah. It. Yeah. There's yeah.
2: no, there's no right answer to it, honestly. I mean, it, it, every situation is so unique. And that's honestly why I titled the podcast Complicated Fatherhood. Like, there's no yeah. one right answer to everything. Um, in my story, while complicated in its own right is not super unique like Marque, here you and i are having we have have a very similar background and yeah um i mean there are millions and millions of people who who are growing up who grew up just like us and there are people that are doing better than us and there's people that are doing worse than us it's like right it's, it's it's just complicated and i don't think there's any one right answer to any situation we're all just we're all just figuring it out. <laughs> That's the yeah. beauty of all this.
0: Yeah. I do think I do think I remember you sharing, Ryan, though, some some stats. Did, did I, do I remember that right? Yeah, you yeah, shared the, some stats about
2: fatherlessness. Yeah, the first episode I I got into it cuz again, I wanted to paint a picture of the entire situation. So like in the first episode, I did like an 11-minute monologue um mm. that you know, and I I wrote the whole thing, but I wanted to I guess weave people into my story, like, my foundation. Uh, so I brought up the stats because, I, you know, now everything, you know, people want to go back and forth and talk about, like, stats and this and that. So I wanted to say, like, you know, this, this is an issue. And I also brought up the fact that, like, both, like, um, uh, President George Bush and and Obama had, they they were both working on different initiatives to address fatherlessness um, mm. in, in their own different way. So, like, in a world where everything is partisan, like, here's an issue where, like, you even have, like, Two wildly different presidents that are like, yeah, right. this, this one thing is is an issue. Is yeah. an issue. Yeah. Um, and again, I and I just wanted to get into the fact that like I really want to talk about two parent households. Um, you know, in in just two parents involved. I know again, everyone's situation is completely different, but it was very taxing on my mom, and my mom sacrificed mm-hmm. everything. So when I sit in this house and when I look at my family yeah. and when I look at like all the crazy fun things i'm like i was talking about i have have an ice cream business and like i'm like (laughs) literally recording this podcast i got all these like free free side projects that i'm doing which is a lot of fun and my mom's entire parenthood from like zero to 14 really was her and those 14 Mm -hmm. years she sacrificed everything for me i literally had the master bedroom in our home literally and like it, it, it's just wow, insane thinking about what she gave up for me. And that's in part because she had zero support from Maurice. Zero. Wow. Um Wow. And shout out to your mom, man. Yeah. Shout out to your mom. I mean, she's yeah. she's incredible and wants absolutely zero credit for it. Like no. But <laughs> we're well, we'll giving her the credit. Yeah. I'll like I'll I'll so, give her the roses, but so I
0: have I, I have a question. So so you know, talk to me about like motivation. Cause I know I know, you know, you know life can be challenging sometimes and, and, um, you know, even, even relationships with marriage mm-hmm. and, and, and friends and community, yeah. and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's work to, to keep something going, you know, yeah. to, to stay healthy in your job and your career and, 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 you know, all the different things surrounding that. Um, how big of a factor of, of you being a dad, uh, motivates you? In in keeping things you know healthy and, and right.
2: Yeah, um, it's 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 a huge driving factor. Like I, um, like do you
0: find you find yourself saying I I don't want to I don't want to be like Maurice. Like I, I don't want you know what I mean. Oh yeah, mm. it's almost yeah. like
2: it's almost like an unhealthy drive that I have that mm, I've really okay. been able to, to unpack. And I say that because, um, I just want to be so intentional, like the most yeah. intentional. So there are times like with the podcast and like any like Instagram posts I do, like there are times where I have to check in with myself. I'm like, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for approval? Cause I know that there's a level of me that feels like there are people that don't expect me black dad to be around period. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, I, I completely understand that I'm trying to overcome that. And I'm especially trying to overcome that barrier at the black dad specifically because my black dad fell into that very hurtful stereotype. Right. And so when I try to like prove people wrong and say like, that's a, a terrible, you know, stereotype, you know, well, there's always a part of me. I'm like, well, God, my, my dad was he he yeah. was that that black dad. And then additionally, it, it was it was really hurtful because I, I grew up in a predominantly white town. Like I was one of okay. maybe three, four black kids that I ever knew um, okay. yeah. in yeah. the town that I grew up in. So it was just like playing into some of those stereotypes in terms of like the black dad having a kid and then leaving, like, you yeah. know, it was just like, it was yes. just layered on, on layered. So now yeah. fast forward with me, I really try to overcompensate at times. Um, okay. And my, my hope is that I'm able to do that less and less and ensure first and foremost that I'm a father to my girls. Um, and yeah. that i my yeah. husband to my wife and like family yeah. is not just a front that you're putting on for social media to impress other people because yeah. people will be yeah. like oh like Ryan you're such a great dad i'm like
0: for sure thank you i
2: appreciate that <laughs> am i for doing sure. this for you or am i doing it for my family so yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something i that's really have like to check with myself and um i, I feel so like i've so, been better at it
0: that's good so tell, tell me this after you know after getting to know your your biological father um more have there been any any character traits that you've seen like rise up in yourself that reminds you of him or or character traits that he talks about that you're like damn like
2: that's actually in me too like
0: is is there anything like that that's happened
2: oh oh for sure for sure Really? okay (laughs) tell me about him you know what was really funny is you know so i recorded these these conversations from January 2020 through May of 2020. So like that was okay. wow. the time period that we recorded everything. And so within that January 2020 COVID was in the news, but it wasn't like, you know, the, this, this huge thing, um, you know, Kobe, Kobe Bryant passed, um, right. mm-hmm. you know, um, January 26th. And we had recorded like we were supposed to record an episode that day. And then I had to cancel and say, like, I, I can't do this. Um, then we go into lockdown and then like we literally finished recording. And what was wild is that we finished recording on a Sunday. Um, or no on a Saturday. And then a Sunday he sends me this, this link. He said like, Hey, your grandmother, my mom, she was interviewed for this book. I look at the book and it was a book about like this great migration from the Jim Crow South in Mississippi to Albany, New York. It was a literal book about my family and a catalyst for that move for my family was a series of lynchings that took place in a town called Shibu, Mississippi in 1919, I think it was, or 1915. No, 1919. Oh, yeah. Um so, so that happened, and then the following day is when the video uh was released of Ahmed Arbery in Georgia Gosh, dang, man. being lynched. So I'm wow. so I'm doing like 24 hours worth of research on lynching in the deep south. And that's when like the Ahmed Arbery video came out. Shit. So like I was I was wrecked. I went on this um I ended up doing like a, a 25 day protest for um for Ahmed Arbor, where every day on my social media feed I went for a run in my neighborhood, again, black man, predominantly a white neighborhood.
1: Yeah, I went yeah. for a run around
2: my neighborhood and then got home and wrote a story about a different black person in history that was, that had been murdered. Um wow. you know, so I so I did that and then on day, I think it was day twenty of my protest is when George Floyd was killed. And was like that was wild wild enough but on day 19 of our protest i told the story of eric gardner who was choked to death in 2016 saying i can't breathe and then Mm. literal hours later george floyd was was killed so like that entire month from like the lynching research that i was doing to ahmed arbery to brianna taylor to george floyd like it was i I had a breakdown and mind you, I'd been recording this podcast for like five months straight editing, working on the music, trying to write. So like mentally I was exhausted, not to mention my, my day job, I was very busy, like busier than I've ever been. So June of 2020, like I, I had a legit breakdown and had to just cool it, uh, in terms of just a a lot of different things that put things in perspective for me. Um, yeah so wow i feel Thanks like sharing that yeah, yeah of course of, of way, course yeah. but i feel yeah. like yeah. that allowed me to understand where i am now today better and just understand my boundaries and um yeah i, I think that was helpful
1: as well i'm I'm curious just uh, how did you go about those conversations with your daughters um wh- which i know they're, I know they're like? young uh about the you know the, uh or have you gone about those conversations with George Floyd and all the things. You oh. Know. Um, so we yes, in a way, like my one year old no. She I mean, she is
2: just she doesn't know what's going on in the world. Uh <laughs> and, right. and I and I love it so much. Um, but my four-year-old, she is very in tune to to the world. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I want her to have fun in childhood. Like I don't want her walking around, you know, but that's like this heavy burden that that I have.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: but it was around um Just Yeah, a couple months ago on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, she goes to a preschool and like we've talked about him and, you know, you know, she has books about Rosa Parks. Like we, you know, we've talked about Ida B. Wells and, you know, we've talked about like all sorts of like black figures in history. Um, And my daughters are a quarter black. And so they're they're, they're very fair skin. And so one thing that I'm very keenly aware of is like they're going to go out into the world and like at times they're going to be mistaken as like just, you know, full white. You know, and yeah. Yeah. so people are going to make comments to them. People are probably even going to make like racist comments to them, like jokes about like black people. And she's going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm part black. And people, and yeah. yeah. right. there are there are people that aren't going to know that. So I'm so I'm aware of how to have these conversations. But um, she came home from school one day and we we're having we we're having lunch like on a Saturday. So it was like the day after she came home from school and they were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. And she had mentioned like um. I said something about tomorrow being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I heard that he had to die because some um, people who were white didn't like him." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, time, yeah. it's time. It's yeah. time to have the yeah, talk. It's time. Yeah, it's right. it's time." So um, I put Sienna, wow. my you know my youngest, to bed, and then Reagan and I uh, we she stayed awake through her quiet time, and I pulled out the Martin Luther King Jr. book that i'd read and i was like Ugh. i mean it talks about his his murder i'm like i don't know if this is yeah. wow good for my four-year-old but i'm like she knows so let's talk and we had a very we had a conversation about inequities we had a conversation about like skin color because like her and i look a little bit different and we just purchased the book soul way by uh nupita leon um okay i, I think i'm butchering okay. her name so i apologize but um she has a book called soul way that's about um, a, a girl who, who has dark skin and how she doesn't want to have dark skin and she's ashamed of her dark skin and within her dreams mm. one night, she, you know, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful book about daytime and nighttime and how you need both and the darkness provides rest and the darkness provides beauty and the darkness provides all this mm. goodness in the world and yeah. so it's a yeah. really beautiful book and we talk about what that looks like and so I talk about, you know, inequality and all these different things and privilege quite frankly, because I know that they're going to experience a little bit of that. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're having those conversations, but again, we're diving in deep. I think people um, mistake how big kids can think. And again, like you don't want to yeah, scare right. them. right? But I, I, I don't know, especially in like American cultures, I feel like we shy away from some of these tough topics with mm-hmm. kids who mm-hmm. I mean, we just have to yeah. approach it correctly. And yeah, I mean, yeah, they can handle it, you know? Right. Yeah, they can. So, yeah
0: yeah no props to you bro thank you seriously thank you man so i appreciate it i'm i'm gonna go back to a question because i want to get a little bit a little bit more specific yeah um as far as the 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 character traits and things go um you know specifically from 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 your dad do you are there any things that that um that you exhibit character wise that that kind of trigger that feeling like oh man like i got this from my dad or vice versa Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i think the the biggest thing in this is the one i i i don't think i'm i meant to mention this earlier but i don't think i did when my wife was listening to the podcast um she was the one that again i mean she didn't know my dad really at all um so she's listening to the podcast and she's like wow there's a lot of similarities between you two and I think wow. one of really? Yeah. Yeah. One of how did that make you feel when she said that? Um, you know, I kind of knew it, I think it was it was more interesting to hear it from somebody who yeah. like who just didn't know him say that. Sure, like, yeah, like yeah Kind of yeah, like validated yeah. it. But <laughs> the biggest thing I think is he is very much a dreamer and so am I. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. cool. Again, like cool. I you know, I used to be a musician. And my 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 goal as like a nineteen year old was to like be on stage and all these things. And then I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to. Like, this is it, yeah, it's just yeah. not for me. Like, I enjoy it, but like, I don't want this to be my job. Um, and like, I have a literal ice cream business where it's like, it's like, that's a cool icebreaker. It's like, I, I'm an ice cream man, and yeah, you know, so nice. I have that, and then I have the podcast, and there's all sorts of side projects that I've done throughout my life. Um, and he, he very much is like a side project, you know, dreamer, um, wants yeah. to make it the main project, but I think the difference is between us is um he he's always been a, a dreamer i think like his dreams he might disagree with this but i feel like his dreams led him away from our family wow. not to mention wow. spoiler wow. alert i was not his first kid and right. okay. so that's yeah. something that like yeah, he, he gets into at some point. So yeah. hopefully if anybody's yeah. listening right now, you can go to it. It's like, wait a minute, what? Like he wasn't your first kid? No. Episode
0: two. Yeah. Episode two. There you right. go. I, I, I appreciate that, Hector.
2: And it's funny because we're recording and we get done with the first recording. I'm like, he didn't even mention his first kids. So wow. And I was like, I'm not going to wow. leave it there. And then it finally comes. So like from a listening perspective, I had friends that were like, when he, wait a minute, your father. When he shared kids.
0: that on the recording, was that the first time you heard about it?
2: No, no. I, I had known since you I was knew. a kid.
0: Okay. Like Got it. Okay. Okay. I cool. think
2: I could be wrong, but I think I knew about them before they knew about me. Like when I had asked them in the recording, I'm like, so when did my brother and sister even know about me? He's like, I don't think they knew about you until they were like I forget what age yeah. he said, but I think he was like, oh, like 17 or 15. And like when I was yeah, like yeah. seven, my mom had told me. Um wow. and was so wild. So wild. But um yeah, the um yeah, we're we're both dreamers for sure. But I think the difference is I feel like I've always been able to like understand where to like pull back on, on certain dreams. Like, you know, mm. again, if, if I t- you know came out of this room and told my wife, Hey, I'm quitting my day job and I'm going to make ice cream, my full thing. She'd be like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Um, yeah, so I, f- yeah. I feel like I try to do my best to like put everything into perspective and know when to like lean in and when to like lean back and, I don't know if he ever knew how to do that. Um, Well, he certainly didn't know how to do that because he literally had three kids who he didn't, who he wasn't involved with. But he was chasing a lot of dreams in the meantime. So,
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Did you battle? I'm just curious on just the idea of you, your wife. You're married, and you're going into the season of talking about having kids, and Mm to the fact that she's pregnant. Like, did you have any thoughts of just anxiety? Fear when it came to that based off of the fact of your story by not having a father that was there, was that any was that part of your story? it it wasn't too much like going into it, I, I think like the anxiety came from
2: just like normal you know guy dad stuff like oh shes I'm about to have a kid like what am I gonna do? There's gonna be like a kid that I'm responsible for for 18 years at least like that's wild. Um, but the second that I hold that I held my daughter, in my arms, I remember thinking in the hospital, like the first time I'm holding her, like how in the world could he have left this? Just mm. how how is that possible? Yeah, you know. And then like when when she got to like you know mumbling, and when she got to walking, and when she got to talking, you know, it's like every stage, I was just thinking like how could he leave this? And, and mind you, he left when I was two, so like that her second birthday party. I almost Like, I had this weird, like, connection where I was, like, everything was leading up to two. Wow. And then I'm, like, all right, this is when he left. So, I'm looking at all these milestones of everything yeah. that, like, my daughter is doing and just how much fun we're having. And I'm, like, how could he just look at this and leave? Um, so, I think one of the toughest things for me to hear in the podcast was him talking about just how much fun he had with me as a kid. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that's when I had wow. to ask him, like... So why, why did you leave?
0: How did you so, leave? So I, as I was listening to that part in the podcast, like I wrote down just in my journal, like, okay, I want to, I want to ask him this question. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, was that the first time you'd heard his response to that question in the, in the recording?
2: Yes. he he may have touched on it when we met for the first time, but like I, the I, don't, first time. I don't remember it but, that well in mind you,
0: but this was more in depth.
2: This was a lot more in depth. And at this point, like I'm a dad at 20. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So what were your, so, so my question was, what were your, like, what were your feelings surrounding that? Like, did mm-hmm. the answer, did the answer satisfy whatever it was you were hoping to hear? Um, What, what were your, what were you thinking when, what were you feeling when he, when he answered the question the way he did?
2: Yeah. I, th- I think I really went into it with zero expectations of what the answer was going to be. And what I was feeling at the time was sadness, but it wasn't sadness for me. It was sadness for him. And Mm. it was sadness because I knew that he, I mean, he just wasn't in a position at that point to be a present dad. Um, And again, like I'm not giving him a pass. But just like that, the mental capacity to look at like your own child and say, mm, "Yeah, I can go without this," and and yeah. again, I know yeah. it wasn't as simple. I know it wasn't as like cold and you know calculated as as that. But just he wasn't in <clears throat> he wasn't in the right state of mind to be able to pro- to provide. Quite frankly, um, and my mom, to her credit, you know, because up until two, I mean he he was not a great partner for my first two years um Mm. and you know so i think he he caused he caused a lot of stress it's funny in the podcast he talks about like some of the struggles with like my family and this and that and i wanted to give him the story I, i i wanted to give him the runway to tell that story so i didn't want to say like well actually i heard you did this right um right but i will say he was not easy to be around. Like I heard plenty of stories about how, so there was some discrepancy between. Yes. And I, I'm not doubting the fact that it was probably weird for my white family, um, to have a black man in the mid eighties in upstate New York where there weren't a lot like around, like I, I'm not discounting that. Um, right. You know, I, I wasn't there. They were perfect to me. They were phenomenal to Mm me. So, like, there's that. I I wasn't there at the time. That being said, okay. he was a jerk. Like, a grade A jerk from everything I've heard. He wow. was mm-hmm. not easy to be around. He he was a hothead. He had a huge mm-hmm. temper issue. And so, mm-hmm. when he talks okay. about how the fact, like, you know, my mom didn't want him at family gatherings, it it wasn't, I, I can confidently say, it was not because he was black. Honestly, it was because he was he was a huge like i'm i won't yeah. say it, can't say it, but he was a huge jerk <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like how did
0: that how did that make you feel when he gave his answer
2: though did, was it was um, it hard for you to hear it it wasn't hard to hear um it, it wasn't it was a little uncomfortable from the fact that i was like it kind of solidified what i thought um ah, okay so that that was more where the discomfort came from but um yeah, ultimately, it just made me. It just made me sad, and it more made me sad—not necessarily for myself, but that there are literally millions of kids right now yeah. and mm, millions yeah. of us in the past who right. have dealt with that same thing, who have had dads, you know, some sometimes moms look at um their kids and just say, "Nah, I'm good. I don't want this." Yeah, and that just broke my heart for for him because there's a lot of brokenness there.
1: Yeah, Ryan, to that point, and. In- just thinking about those kids, some some of those kids that are now adults now. Yeah. Um, what encouragement would you give to to those? Um, yeah, to those people that are dealing with that same same story that you're dealing with.
2: Yeah, I mean the the number one thing I would say is be present. Just be there. Like so many dads, um, feel <laughs> I don't know if we should say so many dads, but there's definitely a, some dads out there who feel like. Once the kid starts talking, that's when we can form that connection. No, that is mm-hmm. so wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that could not be mm-hmm. any more wrong because, like, the second that child comes out, like, they are feeling the warmth of, of their parents, you know, whomever mm-hmm. that may yeah. be. Like, they're hearing yeah. the sounds of their voice. They're they're feeling, like, the the whiskers on, on their beard when it comes to dads. Like, they're yes. they're seeing all this stuff. So, like, at two weeks, can they communicate? No, of course not. But they can see they're getting to understand what that you know who that is and um you know all of that stuff so in all of that from two weeks old to two months old to six months like it all piles on top and you create that bond you create that love so like if you feel like as a man that you can just step in when the kid is ready to like have a conversation and just talk Hmm. and walk and like Throw a ball, like do all these, you know, these stereotypical sure, things that like want sure. to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. you've missed out on so much. And I know mm. there's a lot of men out there who feel self-conscious. I was one of them. Um, mm. you yeah. know, but that being said, just show up and take, like, just listen. Just listen. That's all, all you got to do for the most yeah. part. Like, our, yeah. I know my wife, like, she is phenomenal. She knows so much more than I do when it comes to like parenting yeah. all these different things. That so, like sometimes yeah. I just need to listen. And, like, mm. and that's it, and just be present because kids love their parents they love you so much even when they shouldn't and yeah, like, you know yeah. so like just be present and the rest will figure itself out for the most part especially yeah. so if you're it's cool. intentional it's, it's, cool
0: how, it's cool hearing how it's cool here. hearing how you you've processed you've processed your relationship with maurice your biological yeah. father yeah and um and how you've you know you've got boundaries set up kind of it's, it sounds like you've done a lot of work like you know, still dealing with it. that. and Still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And still doing it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, you know, what would you what advice would you have, you know, to those same dads Marquet just mentioned, but um, as it relates to to how to process their fatherlessness with 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 their father, um, you know, with their with their own kids in mind.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I would say listen to those inner emotions. You know, if there's like a if there's a certain event that takes place and it makes you sad. Li- like listen listen to your heart listen to your body like i know it sounds <laughs> yeah, cliche <right. laughs> but no, like it's good though be that's aware good. of what what some of those are because there are times where people get like really angry or like a certain comment like might really upset you know that, that that for whatever reason um and yeah. listen yeah. like why is that like i'm not an angry person why did this one comment or this one situation like make me so angry um, you know, why did this one moment make me so happy, or why did this make me cry? um mm-hmm. you know all those different things like just just listen to it um and that's gonna be just really important the self awareness um yeah. because like dad's like we we are figuring a lot of this out, and what 's cool is that there's podcasts like this, there are yeah. um podcasts uh, you know there's shows where like dads are being portrayed in a different and better light, but honestly, yeah. even ten yeah. years ago, even like five years ago, I remember when when reagan was being born like the resources for dads were not great they were essentially just like hey don't be an idiot like that was it (laughs) and now there's really great resources like her her best dad ever and um, you know i i know you know even like i know you guys have had like dave hollis on there like dave hollis is a phenomenal like great um great resource for like dads and just like being super intentional all these different things so just listen and surround yourself with community. Surround yourself with people who are better than you. Um, that's what I try to do and um, will we'll continue to do because that just makes me a better man, makes me a better husband and dad.
0: You're a good dude, Ryan. You
1: are too. Ryan, I'm good. so – yeah, man. Yeah. Ryan, wow. I'm so encouraged by you, man. Marque, Seriously. You, I, I am
2: yeah. with you. Like I'm so, so yeah. glad that we're doing this.
1: Yeah. And I need to get some ice cream too. Oh. Dairy free though. Dairy free. Dairy
2: free. I got you. I got you. I, I've
1: got some, <laughs> I got that lactose. All right. Hey, I've got, I've got some really
2: good sorbets and I've got, uh, I've got some good dairy free options. So I okay. can, you know, I, I got you. I don't know if, uh, my wife will, my wife will thank you later, you know? Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so no, for real though, man, this was, this was really, really good. So good. And, uh, is needed, needed conversation, um, and yeah Marque, do you have any maybe closing thoughts you want you have or anything like that
1: yeah i think this is just a needed conversation you know and hopefully we can have you on again ryan to talk even more about this because there's a feel like a community of people that that battle with this you know and and don't have the resources to to go to therapy and to to seek counsel you know and yeah yeah, and i just hope that this podcast is becoming a safe place for people to process um, such topics as that, Mm -hmm. you know, because father wounds is very real and uh, it can have an impact on you as a father, you know? So having healthy language, healthy ways to process and even having a community behind you, brothers and even father figures, you know, there's so many male role models and mentors that mentored me and helped me be the man that I am today. So I'm just grateful.
2: It's just so much fun connecting with you two. Um, both Hector, Marque. like both of you are just just great dudes. Um, and honestly, like the community aspect of dads is right. so, right. so yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like we we need to be vulnerable. We need to have these conversations. And like, I feel like
0: it's important. We are humans. Like, yeah. That's, that's well, and we I are. feel like it's important to have it in this context too. I feel like right. if, if we don't have yes. the space to... To, to vent and dialogue and be vulnerable and honest yeah. like with other yeah. dudes like you know we, we we bring that shit home and it's like you know and and yes. you know, there, there are some yes. things you know our spouses um don't need to carry does that make does that make sense like th- 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 there's some right. things that that, that oh, us, yeah. us as as brothers yeah. like yeah. can can help shoulder um for each other yeah you know um yeah, yeah. so so you yeah man, I, I really respect you and, and and value you and this was great this is great. So thank you. Let, let well, the you. listeners know thank where you. they can find you. Um, and, and, and I know we've talked about it all already, but, but where can they find you? How can they follow you? What do you want to let them know?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, I've got the, the Instagram page for the podcast, which is complicated fatherhood. Um, I'm most active just on my personal one. Um, so I'm at Ryan Rucker, easy to remember. Um, and then, if anybody's into the ice cream, me and my daughters, we make ice cream videos constantly. Always put it's out awesome. ice cream content. Um, and that one. So the name of my company is called Be Ice Cream or Be Nothing. Uh, mm, so that yes. is that is who we are. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So
0: I love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh man, this is great. So listen, everybody, all the guys out there, all the dads out there, um, just know that we stand with you. That we see you, be strong, be encouraged, and continue to follow us on our journey of becoming our best dad ever. Y'all take it easy. Peace.